Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Now let's get started. Friday night. Friday night. Y'all ready for this? Thank God it's Friday. From the palatial Bob and Sherry studios on this fabulous Friday, it's Bob and Sherry. Bob, 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 I could not even wait to get to my microphone this morning. I have such great news for you. I've got your Friday uh-huh. night covered. I know exactly what you're going to be doing tonight. I don't know that Mary's going to want to do it with you, but you are going to be in hog heaven because you can watch tonight on Netflix. It just it just launched this week. Um, I mm-hmm. think it was Wednesday night. The new Bernie Madoff documentary called Madoff, the Monster of Wall Street. And guess what they say in this documentary? Are you sitting down? Because, whoa, here's what they say. They say that Bernie Madoff took a guilty plea in that Ponzi scheme and and accepted a 150-year prison sentence because he had been managing money for Russian mobsters and they had a hit on him. And the only way to avoid being murdered by the mobsters was to go into federal custody. Oh, you're kidding. So that was part of the money that he stole. Yes. He <laughs> apparently, according to the show, which you mm-hmm. it's, it's on Netflix right now, so you can watch it, but you have to finish the show, our show first. Um, he had been managing. Now, remember, he stole, I think it was like $20 billion from people. School teachers, nurses, nuns, Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon and Kira his wife. Sedgwick, yeah, right. right. Like nearly $20 billion and a big chunk of the money that he had been managing and um, living off of came from Russian mobsters, according to this Netflix show. And that he knew there were all these rumors that, um, of course, long before he got busted, there were rumors that Russian um, organized crime were investing in Bernard L. Madoff Investment Securities, which was the name of his company. So that was floating around financial circles long before he got in trouble. He was but, claiming that he'd have an 11% return for you. Yeah. That, that, that's what he was claiming. But the story, according to this documentary, was that when the Russians, the oligarchs and mobsters, probably those are the exact same thing, just with different names, when um, they found out what Bernie Madoff was doing, they put a hit on him. And Bernie Madoff found out or suspected that was coming. And just, you got me. Guilty, 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 guilty. And he tried to you know, go to prison. The, the difference between a Russian mobster and a Russian businessman is razor thin. Do you know over the Christmas break, two Russian uh, oligarchs, which if you're not, not really familiar with the whole term oligarch, a very powerful business person that controls like one area of business. Do you know that two of those guys suspiciously died? Do you know how many of them have had heart attacks 
that were aligned with Putin for a while. Oh, it's been like four yeah. or five heart attacks. And some of these guys are like in their 30s. Um, the, the, one, the one area that really gets me, I think there have been four people who have uh, slipped from a tall building in the last year. It, there, there's like 15 or 18 of these guys, and they're all very rich, who are dead. And obviously, they've been making some, you know, noise about what's going on with Putin's war. So this doesn't surprise me. The Russians are very, very good at killing you. Well, the it's become Poison. like if you're if you're one of Vladimir Putin's guys, it's the most dangerous job in the world. It has to be because they all these terrible random accidents befall these people all the time. But what do you? What do you think about um, what do you think about that? That he because he put up if you remember and it's been a while and you're probably going, oh, yeah, that guy that Robert De Niro played him in the movie. Right. He put up basically no fight whatsoever. He's like, ah, oh, you got me. Remember? And he just because yeah, they did. And, and it was I thought it was strange because I'm here's what I'm used to in America. People getting caught red-handed doing stuff, announcing that they're not guilty, and hiring monstrously expensive defense teams. Right, he for years really, and years and years. And if, and if you have no that. idea who Madoff was, he, he was, as Sherry said, this guy who was on Wall Street. As a matter of fact, he, he was like the head of the Securities and Exchange Commission for a while. Uh, his family ran this Madoff company, and he would just uh, he he would very quietly say, "Well, we may be having uh, some openings for a couple of new clients, but we're not sure yet." And people said, "Oh, make it me, make it me!" And he promised eleven percent uh, return on the money. Instead, he just took it and spent it, or blew it. And it all went away sooner or later. And all of this money was lost. And where do the Russians and other people go with their ill-gotten gains? It's always the United States. They buy places in Miami, New York City, Southern California, because money is safe here for the most part, unless you got a Madoff. So Those I can see these Russian have- gangsters saying, I have $100 million. How can I make some money with it and it's going to be safe? Oh, this Madoff guy. These people have inflated our real estate market in this country. Right, too. exactly. Like there's yeah, a reason have. why, you know, you see apartments going for $50 million right. in New York, right? Right. Anyway, yeah. the, the the show is on Netflix right now, Bob. There is I'm your Friday night. You mm-hmm. are welcome. We've got morons in the news coming up. We have comedian Tim Harmston. We have the people's movie critic and we have our official astrologer charlie king with a look at what the new year's gonna bring it's bob and sherry instant access to the podcast podcast and fun side just download the free bob and sherry app so um one of my new year's resolutions i guess i can call it i usually don't call it a resolution but uh this is a forced resolution mary has said you cannot spend another year watching so much news you, you know, you just can't. You're uh, you're changing as a person, and uh, I don't like it. And I said, okay, you're right. I, I should cut way back. And so she has decided that we will watch a movie together almost every night. And generally, uh, especially over the uh, little break we had, they are um, scary um, murder twenty episode um, productions. <laughs> That always have a child that is in danger, 
or a young person at least, a crazy old person and a, a crabby cop who is forced to work with a young female cop on the way up who's smart but goofy. Almost all of them uh, are those, except for the one that I was watching last night. And I like this. It's on HBO Max, and it is called Mayor of Easttown. And uh, Kate Winslet is Mayor, M-A-R-E. She plays a cop, a detective in a small Pennsylvania town, and she's investigating what else a local murder while trying to keep her life from falling apart. Here's the trailer. I want to thank everyone for joining us to celebrate the proudest moment in Easttown sports history. And finally, Miss Lady Hawk herself, Mayor Shin. See this yet? Big write-up in the Tribune. I'm going to frame it and hang it up in your office. Yeah, please, Jim. My daughter's been missing for exactly one year, and the police aren't doing anything. What's your mother doing? She's being the hero. <laughs> <laughs> All the houses my ex-husband has moved into. He has to buy the one right behind mine. Well, I heard he got a really good deal on it. <laughs> hey. The Easttown Police Department received a call reporting a dead body in Creedham Creek. We've decided to bring in a county detective to assist with the case. How do you like working with my mom so far? We're just getting started out. Any tips? Lower your expectations. Should we do this outside? No. All right. Let's go. Hey, right. hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mayor, what's what happening? She knows what's, what's happening, on, Tony. Okay. She knows. Mayor, All right, let's go. Are you friends with these people? Yeah. Why do they call you Lady Hawk? I made a shot in a basketball game. It must have been some shot. Around here, yeah. The terrible events of this past year have ravaged this community. Where? Who did this? You get this son of a bitch. Because if you don't, I'll kill him myself. All right, so you get the idea. It's a, Once again, it's a small town. All of these selections Mary is making, they're all small towns, and they all have very quirky, angry people and cops that have just had it with humanity. Kate Winslet is incredible in Mayor of Easttown. Mm -hmm. It is really, really dark and depressing. Very. Her performance is insane. Um, sh her ability to capture that sp very specific kind of Pennsylvania accent mm -hmm. was the first thing I noticed when I started watching the show when it first came out. Did she not nail that, Max? It is so It is. Specific. It's a specific. It's, and it's you not know, an easy one to do. It started out, Mary told me nothing about it, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at her and I'm going, who is that? And she said, it's Kate Winslet. I had no idea between the accent and I think she put on a couple of pounds for the role and uh, the lack of makeup. I mean, she is playing a person that has been through the ringer and has had it. But she has no vanity. She's a great police. No, she has no vanity as she an actor. She has no vanity right. as an actor. She is there yeah. to become that character, mm. whatever that character is. That is, I can't believe Mary talked you into Mayor of Easttown because that is really. Um, Max watched it too, so tell me if I'm wrong. That is as far from a Bob thing 
It's not you. It's not you at all. No. <laughs> no, but I'm going to stay with it. I'm, I'm in for uh, one or two episodes. I, I can't remember how many. How many are there? Do you remember off the top of your 74, head? Bob. There's 74. No, 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 don't say it. I'm, I'm pulling for three. I'm pulling for Oh, there's for way three. more than three, Puddin'. I think there's like eight or nine. I Why do they need eight or nine? They did Gone with the Wind, you know, in one movie. All right, let me, let me rephrase that. I will, I will lie to you the way I do to Kevin. There's only three episodes, and he'll get confused because he falls asleep for most of it anyway. Well, I don't. I'm watching. Oh, you're gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with it because stay with you know, it. It's you, worth it, you know, but it is a dark journey. You, you know what it is? You get hooked, and people listening right now, I know they've been through the same thing. You're into one of these, and you say to yourself, "Jeez, what this? What is this gonna end? I gotta." But then you say, "I gotta know who did it. I gotta know if she gets the guy or the girl, the woman, whoever it is," and you're suckered in. And it's like a drug. So, it's gonna be a dark drug. I can tell you that. Yeah. More like hunts in the year. news. More hunts in the news is next. We got the people's movie critic warming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Let's do it. It's Bob and Sherry. Get these morons off the air. With morons in the news. Sherry has said it many times. There are no adults left in America. A Florida man was arrested after St. Petersburg police officers say they witnessed him slap one of their police horses on the behind. The officer who witnessed the slap stated that he was performing lawful duties in the area of Central Avenue around two in the afternoon when the incident occurred. While riding his police horse, the officer said that he saw Alisha Lalani 27 years old, walked behind his partner, who was also riding a police horse, opened his hand and slapped the horse's rear end. Lalani walked behind my partner, who was also riding a police horse, when I observed him slap the rear end of my partner's police horse with an open hand. Police said that Lalani immediately looked at the officers and stated, I didn't know it wasn't allowed to hit the horses. That was the quote. I didn't know he wasn't, I wasn't allowed to hit the horses. Officers noted that both police horses were wearing flashing red and blue lights and were easily identified as police horses. Let me just ask you. Are you hitting anybody's horse? You shouldn't be doing that to anybody's horse. Number one. Number two, it's, there's a cop on top. There's flashing lights that say it's a police horse. What are you going to get about slapping the butt of a police horse? Some of are you going to get anything but trouble? Some of these folks are so recklessly and dangerously stupid that it's for their own good that they yeah. get snatched up. <laughs> You're right. You're exactly Cuz I'm afraid right. I'm afraid that if they put their face down into a drinking fountain they'll drown. They <laughs> these could. are people. Yeah, they could. <laughs> these are people who lack all sense. <sighs> You know, Bob, something else that I've said often on this show is I think we have done a phenomenal job of teaching people that if you need help, you call 911 and help will come. Would you agree with that? We have done a really good job in this country. Everybody understands 911, including two people in Florida who were burgling a house and couldn't get all the stuff moved themselves. So they called 911 to get a little bit of help. No, yes, they did they not. Did. Deputies responded to the home after the 911 call was made. 
Um, at the home, deputies concluded that nobody lived there, but they did find a male suspect and a female suspect inside the home. And they had been searching for the male suspect after they'd identified him from security video because he'd stolen some stuff from a Dollar General store. And so he was somebody they were already looking for. And there he is inside the home. So the female suspect, who is his girlfriend, tells police that she was the one who called 911. She said, we just wanted some law enforcement to help us move these belongings. And then if you could give us a ride to the airport because <gasps> we're spending the weekend in New York. <gasps> no. Let's just take all of it in. That's a lot. Who, is, who do you think, I mean, seriously, who is dumber? Those two or the guy that was slapping the horse on the butt? I, I think these two. I think those I, two also. I think yeah. these two, yeah. So um, because police are just tired, um, they <laughs> issued a statement that said, our deputies did help them move their belongings and did give them a ride, but it wasn't to the airport. It was to the Polk County Pokey. <laughs> of course. And they said, they said, and we have welcomed them to stay there all weekend. The Polk Pokey is much better than New York anyway. They charged the dude with burglary and theft for the family or the Dollar General. And then they charged him with the house and they charged the woman. And hopefully at some point um, between now and when they make it to court, Someone will hand them a pamphlet called 911, when to call <laughs> yeah. and when not to call. I mean, can you I even believe this? What did she think that it was, you know, called 911 for any problem? Like, you know, you have a toothache and they'll send over a dentist or you want a pizza and the pizza will show up because the pizza place you usually go to is out of business now. I mean, that's, that's just, the feeling I got. Because what's missing awesome. from this story? What is the yeah. one detail that was not in this story? Think about it. Max, what's the one thing that was missing from this? Ain't know. nobody drunk or on anything. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. There's you're right. no mention. They didn't even have a Coors Light. I mean, there was no mention of any substance yeah. use in this story. What we have here is not just stupidity, but Pure. stupidity riding in on a trail of arrogance. You're yeah. asking these cops to move your stuff and then take you to the airport? It's pure. That is morons. That is morons in the news. All right, coming up, everyone needs a laugh with comedian Tim Harmston. We've got an episode of Things Bob Didn't Know, our astrologer Charlie King taking a look at 2023. And it's Friday, and that means the people's movie credit. It's Bob and Sherry. True. Weird. Stuff. In each episode of True Weird Stuff, we'll take a look at something that's, you know, well, true and weird. Subscribe now and become part of True Weird Nation. We're all about curiosity here. And that's true weird stuff. True weird stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Heather, who we work with, she handles all of our digital and social. Her best friend got married right before Christmas. Got mm -hmm. married on a Tuesday. And I was like, that is so interesting, a, a Tuesday wedding. And yeah. then I stumbled across um, a news story about how mm -hmm. weekday weddings are on the rise. And here's really? why it's so interesting. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, you want to guess? Yeah, because uh, the venues uh, usually are not doing anything on Tuesday, so they give you a price break. 
Oh, no, that's not it, actually. The pandemic caused a bunch of people to postpone and cancel weddings. And then Uh there was this huge pent-up demand. And so all these venues are booked solid. Oh. Like, you can't get a Saturday wedding unless you're willing to wait. Sometimes, depending on where you live, two years. That makes sense. And so a lot of couples are like, you know what? As long as our family and friends can make it to our Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday wedding, let's have a weekday mm-hmm. wedding. What mm-hmm. do you think about that? I think if, if I were in that situation, oh, God, I don't even think about being in that situation. <laughs> I want to take, take those words back. <laughs> make, make the words come back. I just love who I'm with so much. So much. Just make it come back. Um, why would they not choose a Monday? Because a Monday is like next to a weekend. Well, I, I think it just depends on the couple. Like, I don't know why yeah. Heather's friend and her husband got married on a Tuesday. I mm-hmm. don't know why some people are choosing a Thursday. Mm-hmm. But I hear you about Monday. Um, mm-hmm. what, it all like, makes sense, though. Those, it's one of those traditions, you know, your wedding has to be on a Friday or Saturday. Tuesday's the worst day of the week. Why not have something to look forward to? I agree. Now, some folks have to work. So, you know, if you're out of town, you may not be making it to uh, the wedding. But uh, that is interesting that, yeah, I could see people did not want to get married during COVID because they didn't well, they, want to bring their, their grandparents around, you know, a lot of people. And they couldn't often because venues were closed. Yeah, right. Banquet halls, exactly. hotels, restaurants were not, were not catering big events like that. Anyway, yeah. weekday weddings are on the rise. Everyone needs a laugh next with comedian Tim Harmston and the People's Movie Critic. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Tim Harmston. Yeah. I'm a traditional guy, too. It's hard to get me out of my pattern. Like, I don't believe in the air fryer. (laughs) All these air fryer people are like, oh, the chicken wings and everything, the cauliflower nuggets, everything's so... I don't hear any of it. You know why? Because I'm a hot oil guy. Yeah, like with this air fryer, you know, like, when do you even put the air in? And where do you dump the used air? Like, I've been, I've been dumping my used oil in my neighbor's yard for 25 years. Tradition, you know? I come from a long, long line of deep fryer people. My dad got out of the Navy and he took a job with a deep fryer repair company. Yeah, they had like their own, you pull it, 
parts yard on the back. You need a heater coil for a 760 Frymaster, you talk to my dad. The name of the company is called Presto, as in Presto, your cholesterol just went up 400 points. But uh, yeah, I could just take care take care of myself better. That would help a lot. And then I, I've tried tricking myself into exercise. Like I was going on a road trip. I knew the hotel wouldn't have a gym. It was in South Dakota, and it was very small. And not I wasn't really. I, I knew I'd be cooped up, you know, so I took a deck of cards. I thought I could trick myself into this one where you shuffle them up and then you, like, flip one over, and if it's, like, a nine, you do that many push-ups, and then you flip another one. If it's an eight, do that many sit-ups, you know? And I just kept modifying it. I'd make, throw out the face cards. Like, seven is a wild card. Like, <laughs> take a nap or make a frozen pizza. And... The aces were like one or 11, depending on how many naps you deserve. <laughs> I've tried yoga. That's good for the body, you know, and the mind. And, you know, they say it helps you uh, process anger. I just found the closer my face got to my rear end, the angrier I got. <laughs> Grab some water here. Um, your laughter means a lot to me. I've had kind of a, a tough stretch. I uh, tore my rotator cuff during a prostate exam. <laughs> it was a telehealth visit, and the... Um, phone and the laser pointer and the, and the doctor is just like zoom out it's kind of perfect for the first friday of the new year yeah. exercising not really medical care not so much <laughs> 2023 everybody that is comedian tim harmston and you know what's coming up it is the first review of the new year it's the people's movie critic bob and sherry leave us a talk back talk back with the free bob and sherry app and now on the bob and sherry show it's another exciting episode of things bob didn't know Oh, there are so many. There are so many. I really enjoyed uh, touring Rome the last time I was in Italy. Rome is uh, absolutely one of my favorite cities anywhere. And I didn't know this. The place where Julius Caesar was murdered is now a sanctuary for cats. And I am looking at it right now. It's uh, pretty much open air. You can still see the foundation of buildings and some pillars that are remaining. But all throughout the... um, area you can see cats just lounging around wow isn't that that something (laughs) i had absolutely no idea that that was the case i did not know that i also did not know the name of the first person who was ever photographed and wait till you hear when this person was born her name was hannah stilly 
I think that I've seen this picture pop up here and there, and you probably have too online. It's a very grainy black and white. She has a white uh, sort of a uh, kerchief over her head and a very serious look. She looks quite old. The photograph was uh, taken in, believe it or not, 1840, and she was born in 1746. A woman born in 1746 was captured on film for the first photograph that we know of ever taken. That's wild. Isn't that something? I know. I know it. That's right. Wow. Have you ever noticed in old pictures, you know, of uh, like in the 1900s, early 1900s, no one ever smiled in a photograph? Well, didn't the exposures were so long, didn't they have to sit very, very still and maintain like the same expression for a long, long time? Yeah, I I, guess they did, but you could do that with a smile. I think it was uh, considered undignified. I mean, I have some photographs of my parents with their friends out on the town in New York, and um, everyone is very, very serious, except my father in one picture, who I think had had a couple and was was pretty happy. But their friends are all, oh, there's a camera here at the nightclub. This is when they used to take pictures of you at a nightclub and you could buy it. Yeah. Life was a little different back then. Mm -hmm. And photography was such a novelty. You know, like if someone were going to come and paint an oil painting of you, Bob, you would put on your nice clothes and you wouldn't be like, pull my finger for your pose, right? Like you would take it very seriously. And back then photography was like that. You know, you're right. Those photographs of my parents and their friends, there's only a few that I have. They're all dressed up. So there's probably kind of a formal sort of uh, feeling about the evening, too. And to smile like some sort of a, you know, uh, an idiot uh, probably was considered not dignified. It was a big big deal. It was a big special occasion. I guess it was. Yeah, you're right. Whereas now you got a phone. Somebody bends over. I'm going to get a shot of that. Um, this is this is something I did not know, and I'm so impressed with this guy. His name is Alexander von Humboldt. That's quite a name, Alexander von Humboldt. So he was an explorer, and he studied exotic languages around the world. Obviously, he went from Germany, and he he discovered uh, these languages in South America and in parts of North America. And he came upon a language that died. 40 years earlier, and he learned the language from a parrot that still spoke some of the words of the wow. language. Wow. So the parrot, parrots live a long, long time. And the parrot's sitting there in whatever the room was, and it's picking up this language from its owners. And everybody, everybody's gone. The language is gone. But the parrot survives. And Humboldt comes upon the parrot. And the parrot starts talking. And what is this gibberish? And Humboldt learns the language that's dead from a parrot. And yet I could not learn French from Mrs. Turner in the seventh grade. That's kind of a tragic comparison. I, I, wish, I wish I hadn't thought of the comparison. But it's true. I, mean, I have a nice little is- desk. She was, a, she so, was, as a matter of fact, she was very attractive. Maybe that's why I couldn't learn that's it. That's probably why you her. couldn't learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right in seventh grade. 
Right. Yeah, you might have done. I, you you know, might have done better with a bird. I think. <laughs> I think I would have if I could have taken it home. Your just hormones. Oh my God, were you were you in the grip of it? Um, yeah, I they think didn't. you would have been better off with a talking yeah. bird. I do. Yeah, good choice of words there too. All right, well that's it. Uh, once again, some things uh, Bob did not know. Wow, Alexander von Humboldt. Who knew? It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. We're going to do something a little bit different with the People's Movie Critic today because he's had quite an adventure. And I just want to preface this, Lamar, by saying, in all sincerity, I don't know anyone that works harder than you do. And I was so (laughs) excited. So many hours. You guys, that fresh, tasty, frosty, cold Budweiser did not walk to your hand, okay? The fine employees of Anheuser-Busch make it happen, and Lamar Lamar is available like a doctor 24-7 to make sure you get your bud. And he works harder than anyone I know, and he so deserved a couple of days in the sunshine with his beautiful bride. It's been a really tough year, and Lamar loaded up the camper and his pineapple sign and his poodle, and they headed for the Sunshine State, and things did not go as planned. Take it away, people. Well, what happened? Well, the Monday before Christmas, we're, we're going to go on vacation the day after Christmas. Now, the Monday before Christmas, I messed up my knee, so I'm on crutches. And so Christmas Eve is going to be 10 degrees here, so I moved the camper to the inside the Budweiser warehouse to keep the water lines from freezing. And at that time, I discover I've got a flat tire on the camper. So now I got to find someone to fit on Christmas Eve. And I thought, man, this is terrible. But you know what? It could have been worse. I'm going on vacation. I'm not going to let this ruin it. So I got the tire fixed. Then I got everything packed. We headed out at 6 a.m. the day after Christmas, headed to Jacksonville, Florida. Well, evidently, the entire population of North America was also headed to Florida on (laughs) I-95. Okay? So that the five-hour trip was more like seven and a half hours. And I had had this genius idea of putting a hitch on the back of the camper so I could put one of those cargo baskets on there to carry some stuff. And so one of the items I put back there was our ice chest with our cold food, like milk, cheese, meat, butter, beer, wine, you know. And so I hadn't been down I-95. All all the stuff they don't have in Jacksonville, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what it was going to be like down there. So right, right. I hadn't been down I-95 since many, many years. And ev- evidently, yeah. there's been an earthquake that made the road almost impassable with, with potholes. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> so when we got there, I opened up the ice chest. The wine had burst, and the shards of glass had punctured the beer cans and oh, eviscerated no. the cheese, the meat, and the butter. And then Carla lacerated two fingers cleaning out the cooler. But I thought, you know what? This is terrible, but this could have been worse. And I'm on vacation, and by God, I'm not going to let this ruin it. So, Are you still on crutches for all of this, Lamar? Yes. So I go get in the truck to back the trailer the rest of the way in to get it level, and the truck doesn't move. And I'm thinking, Hmm. maybe I'm in neutral. So I check the gear shift. It is, in fact, in reverse. The truck does not move, but a light comes on that says, In big, bold letters, transmission malfunction. This cannot be good news. Not happy about this. So I have the truck towed to a transmission shop. And the good news is I'm going to get the truck back before the weekend so I can still get back home. But the bad news is it cost me $5,000 to get the transmission. You needed a whole 
a mm-hmm. whole new transmission. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. But I'm telling you, I'm thinking this is terrible, but it could have been worse. It could have happened halfway down here, but we're mm-hmm. here. I'm on vacation. I'm not mm-hmm. going to let this ruin it. So we right. proceed to enjoy the warm weather and the perfect view on the lake that we were at and had some great steaks on the Blackstone and had after dinner cigar along with the perfect Manhattan and things could not be any better. It's awesome. And then Tuesday night, I get a knock on the door. I open it up. There is Carla's brother, Looney, and his daughter, Charlie. They had driven 10 hours in his motorhome to surprise us. He got a spot like three spaces up from us. The rest of the week was fantastic. I mean, it was awesome. And so any time we had to go anywhere, I didn't have a truck. But our camping friends, Terry and Christy, they took us everywhere. And right. it was like having a personal Uber for free. And, and by the way, I'm going to say I gave Terry a five star review, and I encourage everyone to use him <laughs> if you need transportation. So, so I go to pick up my truck, and when the mechanic opens the door of what I'm assuming must be the break room to bring me my key, I catch a glimpse of some sort of party going on. They're fun hats and streamers and champagne, and they've got this big cake, and it looked like it said Lamar Richardson Transmission. They was back there having the best time of their life. I, I don't know if that really means anything or not, but I noticed as I walked out the door, he put a sign up, we're going to be closed for the rest of the week. So evidently, things went good for them. I mean, you know, so. Um, well, that's that's but, nice, you know. That's very giving this time of the yeah, year. Yeah, I'm trying to stimulate the economy. So right. as Carla was telling Looney and Charlie by on Friday, she does a nosedive off the top step of the motorhome onto <gasps> the gravel, tearing up both of her knees and palms. <gasps> and, and, and so oh we're sitting God. there cleaning her up with peroxide and stuff. And I said, you know, this is really terrible, but it could have been worse. And we're on vacation <laughs> and we're not going to let this ruin it. And she goes, if you say that one more time, I'm going to choke you. And it's not going to be choke you in that good way, okay? I'm going to choke you. So, so Monday morning, we hooked up the campers and started home. I realized I had no lights on the camper, running lights, tail lights, brake lights, signal lights, had none of that. So Terry and Christy had to follow us on the very back to keep the traffic off of us because I didn't have any lights. And we had to pull over the camper two or three times to do this and do that. And so when we finally, it took us the seven and a half hour trip coming down. It took us 10 hours going back. So right Ooh, when we pulled up, I looked, at, I looked at Carl and I said, well, and she said, shut the hell up. Don't say a no <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah. And you best listen to a woman when she's in that mood. I'll tell you what, my wife has, 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 has really said is. the same thing. If I hear you say that one more time, I'm going to strangle <laughs> you in the neck. Well, you know, you're, critic, you're amazing, how many, though. How many buds would you give your jaunt to Jacksonville? <laughs> Boy, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it was 75 degrees and everything was awesome if you take all the crap away. So I'm still giving it five solid Budweiser's because we had a great time. I was what? mad when we had to leave. It what awesome. an optimistic person. That's why people love you. There's Lamar. We'll be back with more with Lamar. Stay right there. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. We are back with Lamar, who was telling us about his Christmas vacation experience in Jacksonville, Florida, where the truck broke down and Carla face planted. That's the same Carla 
who uh, screwed up her uh, ankle because of Lamar leaving slippers or something <laughs> in her way. Yeah. <laughs> Carla may so have let me... it go, but Bob has it. Lamar. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up, Bob. Thank well, goodness I mean, Carla doesn't just... actually listen to the show. She, she never <laughs> listens. So let me ask you this. You go down to um, Jacksonville, Florida, but you stay overlooking a lake and not the yeah. ocean. Why yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about 25 miles in. It's called Flamingo Lake, and it's a luxury resort. And we got the spots right dead on the lake. And, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it, it was fantastic. It was great. I mean, it really was great. I, I got no complaints about that. We did have a few mishaps, but, you know, what can I tell you? What, what, when yeah, I- crutches, a new transmission. <laughs> Carla's all torn to bits. You know, hey, and every day a little rain must fall. You know? <laughs> You know, I, I'm, I'm really sad that that happened to you, but I'm going to remember this story because I would not handle those, especially years ago. I would not handle that whole situation very well. You are just an amazing man to be able to look at that. And I know Carla didn't want you saying, we're still going to have a good time, you know, <laughs> a la Chevy Chase in vacation. Um, but I, I'm going to remember that because it happens to all of us. And you are an example the way to help to handle aversion you really are you are you are i would have chosen the ocean rather than a lake was it kind of nasty the lake really (laughs) no it was beautiful it was yeah it was well kept everything was fantastic it was really good we did go to the ocean though we went down to check the ocean out i mean i had free i had free transportation with terry so i you know i was planning to go anywhere Hey, Bob, the man's on crutches. It's hard in the sand, okay? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> did you think about no that? No traction. Yeah, no traction. I didn't. Uh, pardon five, me. Five buds for Lamar's disastrous getaway to Jacksonville, Florida. This is Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to cleanorigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to cleanorigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's cleanorigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to cleanorigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to cleanorigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's cleanorigin.com, code RADIO10. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. What is it about evil dolls that fascinate moviegoers and producers so much? There was Chucky and a couple of others that were just wildly popular. They've been going on for decades. About every 10 years it shows up. Well, there's a new spin on the evil doll. It's called Megan, and Megan is a robot, a little robot about four to five feet tall who looks a lot like uh, Scarlett Johansson, by the way, if Scarlett Johansson was a robot doll that was supposed to be 12 years old. And the whole idea of this robot doll was to protect the little girl she's assigned to. Here's the trailer. Katie, you lost your parents. 
Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm gonna do everything I can to make this place feel like home. Just wish I could see them again. I'm not equipped to handle this. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you wanna see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out? Yeah, sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's honestly like she's part of the family now. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. Does she talk? Make her say something. Stop! Don't! Megan! You should probably run. Okay, so she does some of the most horrifying things to people in this movie. Lamar would hate this movie. I am just fascinated with the whole concept of the appeal of the evil doll. And that's basically what this is. A new generation version of the evil doll. There's something, I think it's that uncanny valley thing where as human beings, like when something is almost human, it yeah. triggers such a cascade of crazy in this. It's yeah. so haunting and fearful. And the premise of this movie where this young woman is now suddenly a parent of a grieving child and an evil doll gets into the mix. Mm-hmm. And the evil doll, I've seen several of the trailers if there's anybody doing wrong to the girl she's supposed to be protecting, I don't care if you're a kid or an adult, it does not end well for you with Megan. Oh, can you imagine? I know. Can you imagine this following you around? Wow. All right, well, you know what? We definitely have to send the People's Movie Critic to review this. Right. Because right. He, he hates scary oh, movies. He's, he's I think hate it. Lamar has said before that a demon child is one of his worst fears. And so now we've got a demon child AI yep. doll. Yep. You know what this reminds me of? And I don't know if this is true or not. This kind of circulates in conspiracy theory websites and stuff. That Facebook had two AI programs that they were working on. And they had to shut it down because the two different programs began communicating with each other in a, a language that they made up. And that the engineers, the software engineers, could not understand what these two AIs were saying to each other. And so allegedly Facebook shut it down. But as I'm saying this, I'm realizing I was on Facebook about 20 minutes ago. I don't think they shut it down. I think they put <laughs> it in charge. All I'm asking is stop people from commenting on Facebook on my red pants for Christmas. That's all I ask. And here, and here's Megan. I'll do that, Bob. If anyone comments on your red pants, I will destroy them for you. Yeah, that's right. It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs>
the Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. It is a brand new year, and we're going to give you a taste of what's in store with our official Bob and Cherry astrologer, Charlie King. Happy New Year, and welcome back to the show. And what is 2023 going to bring us all, Charlie? Thank you, guys. Happy New Year. and um, Same to you. Yeah. yeah. So this new year is a bit of an interesting one. It starts kind of on the back foot with one of the more well-known retrogrades being the Mercury retrograde happening in the sign of Capricorn. Right in the middle of Capricorn season, typically. (laughs) This is kind of good news for Capricorn and Virgos because any of the quarrels or arguments that developed over the past few weeks are going to extend some peace and quiet for you for the next few weeks. But things get a little bit cleared up around January 18th. So the usual family disagreements and stuff that come around the holiday times, the lifespan of that will extend a little bit. And for Leo's, This is particularly in partnerships and friendships that are experiencing their very first disagreement. But again, it's short-lived, so no one really needs to sweat any miscommunications that have happened. It's just a natural fallout of coming out of such a crazy season. So Bob and I, because he's a Virgo and I'm a Capricorn, we should just expect to be put upon for another, sounds like, uh, 12 days. (laughs) Yes, yeah. (laughs) And enjoy, enjoy the peace and quiet. Enjoy the kind of space that that any disagreements are temporarily given and don't sweat it too much because they're not going to be that serious but we do get kind of serious um with the first full moon of 2023 in the sign of cancer um sherry that's bringing capricorns back into it again i'm sorry to say this is your season so there's a lot going on there uh, this is actually a wolf moon. So a wolf moon is about finding or creating space within your private space that offers you uh, an opportunity to clear, think outside of the box to, you know, take everything that's happened and piece it together logically in an organized manner, because that's difficult to do in amidst the chaos. Um, surprises is a big, a big week of surprises, not really radical revelations but more like the beginning of a wild ride especially for Capricorn and Cancers. Oh so you're telling me that there's going to be some like conflict and and a little bit of a wild ride where's the part where I work tirelessly for no reward whatsoever (laughs) and I just keep going where's that for the Capricorn? Well the beauty of this month for like the birthday mountain goat is that there are tons of developments and these developments seem effortless to onlookers. People will look at you and say, oh, you know, must be nice. That's nice. But there's actually been a lot of hard work behind the scenes that other people aren't seeing. And all of these are going to contribute to a positive gain that's kind of lurking around right now. Um, mainly for Capricorns and Cancers, this is an uh, enhanced position in a career. So it's it's pretty and it's like the culmination of all of these efforts coming together. But yeah, it's not going to be without challenge because people are going to think, oh, that's nice. Good for you, you know, whereas you did everything for this. You worked for this and and you're getting your fruits and your just rewards. So, well, that's encouraging. I mean, usually here's what here's what a, a Capricorn horoscope is. Mm-hmm. Capricorn, you're the working mountain goat of the Zodiac and good luck to you. Okay, now let's move on to Leos, who are sexy and popular, and everything goes. Through. I'm very and it's excited no about all of this. For Bob, the Virgo, I, I, it's no better I'm, for him. 
No, it is better, actually. I'm very excited about it based on what Charlie was saying, because if I have a family member that starts a little bit of a brouhaha with me, I'm just going to look at he or she, and I'm going to say, well, I know this is an argument that's meaningful to you, but Charlie told me that it's not going to last very long. So just, you know, get it out. I'm not even listening at this point. And that's I think perfect. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what they need. Don't you think that's what they need? I do. It. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to hear how that goes the first time you roll that yeah, out. Yeah, Why yeah. don't you go first? <laughs> and if it works as well as we think, we'll all try that. <laughs> so, Charlie, this wolf moon, when is this wolf moon? So the wolf moon falls on the 6th of February. And it really does apply to all signs. There's a very nice. There's a genuine, general kind of astrological mirroring from back in 1999. So people might be a bit more tech interested um but there may be some kind of digital virus fear looming in the not so distant future that's kind of more of the global um influences that we're getting but for leos they need to remember that conclusive doesn't mean credible for virgos they turn a critical eye towards like social structures and capricorns are about to go through some absolutely freaking crazy mind-blowing propulsion as if like every effort is collecting all the results at the same time. And I think that's particularly important to you, Sherry, because you have a birthday coming up if I'm. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Yep. Um, Yeah. So that, that's good. So it sounds like, like all of like a lifetime's worth of toiling and being told and good luck to you, Capricorn. Something's going to finally catch fire. Yeah. Your luck catches you now. Your luck is, is, in this little ball and you're about to grab it with two hands, burst it open and give it out to the world. Well, you are talking to a girl that would like to grab some balls with both hands and do something with them. So I can't wait for next week. I cannot wait, Charlie. And uh, Charlie will post up her big predictions on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. And I'm super excited. I am super excited to get knocked in the head by a ball of good luck. That would be amazing. You know what that means, guys? We're finally going to get those 100% cotton t-shirts in our real sizes. Wow. logo. We're going to have one for you too, Charlie. You have signed off with a winning team right here. (laughs) Have a great day, Charlie. Thank you, Straight ahead. How to know when it's time to move on from your job. And that kind of fits what Charlie was just saying, right? It's Bob and Sherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe. This. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this. A new year is a time when um, a lot of us reflect on like everything in your life. You know, your job, your house, your relationships, your family. You look for ways that you want to do things differently or do things better, right? And even if that New Year's resolution doesn't make it till like the fifteenth of January, you started out with it. So I'm right. I'm reading this article online about. How to tell when it's time to quit your job. You know, you have you need to move, you need to leave this job. It is time for you to move on. And as I was looking at this, I thought you could have said, How to tell it's time to break up and change your life, right? Like, here's the first sign that it's time for you to get a new job. And if you're in the hunt right now, this will probably really resonate with you. Um, sign number one, you feel complacent. Um, you've mastered the job, you know the deal. You show up every day. You do the thing. You're comfortable. And you're like, yeah, it's good enough. All right. That's good enough. You go to your management. You know, it's like your job review. And they say, 
you know, what about you? And you go, I'd like more challenges. And they go, yeah, that's the job. Take it or leave it. Then it's time to leave. And that's probably true. Haven't you had that feeling in relationships before where you're like, yeah, it's good enough. That's fine. Oh my God. What, what am I supposed to be your princess? Like, that's it. That's all you're getting. Number yeah. two, you've lowered your standards. You came in thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm going to rule the world. And um, it didn't go the way you dreamed that it would go. And now you just walk in every day going, all right, I just have to survive until the end of the day. That's not a way to live. If you're just like, all right, I just got to make it to six o'clock. That is no way to go. Third it's time. really not. There, there, not. Um, there have been radio stations because I mean, you always look at what you do for a living, you know. So if someone listening right now is perhaps working for an insurance company, that's how they're thinking about what you're saying. For me, um, as soon as I found out years ago, and you and I have never been on a, a radio station like this, and I'm not saying anything is wrong with them. It's just wouldn't it be my cup of tea? There are certain radio stations that are added to a radio company's portfolio. And the only reason they buy the station is to program the station, not to be a big winner, but to dent a competition in a similar format. Right? So let's say, let's say it's a country music station, but there's a big country station in town. You just, you put this country station there to bring down the popular station even if they don't really do great, they do just enough to, you know, hurt a little bit. If I'm the guy on the air and I'm told you don't have to win, you just have to kind of show up and be okay. I, I, that's not that's what not I work got into. That's not going to work. It's not, I'm a competitive person. I'm going to do the best I can. And if you're told, yeah, don't worry about that too much. I I'm going someplace else. Well, that's kind of what this article was about. It was like, hey, yeah. is this you every day at work? Do you feel like, uh, what difference does anything make? And you're mm-hmm. you're making like poor decisions because you, you feel like the job is sucking your soul out. And so it'll mm-hmm. be time to make a decision. You're not focused. You're not concentrating. And then you accidentally take down your coworkers with you because you made a poor decision. Here's right. the next sign. And, and this one was really interesting. If you have a soul-sucking job, you can't help but take it home with you. You're complaining about every aspect of the job, even the parts of it that really aren't so bad, because mm-hmm. you feel that the job is draining every ounce of life from your body. So you're irritable and cranky after work, and you take it out on people that have nothing to do with the job that makes you miserable. And when they say stuff like, well, why don't you just get a different job? Then you're like, what do you mean? Why don't I just get a different job? This is the job, right? That's a sign that it might be time to move on. And if you do not want to get up and get out of bed on Monday morning and go to work, if the alarm goes off on Monday morning and you feel nothing but despair, it's probably time. It's probably time to look for, at least look for something else. Because the next thing that happens is step number seven. The job begins harming your mental and physical health. Your relationships at work and at home are dysfunctional. You're tired and angry and irritable all the time. You feel like you're just in a dead end, hopeless situation. Now it's time to move on. And, and finally, the most obvious sign for when it's time to move on is when you look up from your work 
and you see that your coworkers are leaving in droves. Like I they're bet. getting out of there like the place is on fire. Yeah. And and um, haven't we seen that? We've seen oh, that yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I I've always uh felt for the people who have such a difficult job and they don't leave because it could be a union job. It's a job they've been at for many years. So they, they have, you know, like pension, you know, years in there and they just hang on. A friend of mine had a father who was a longshoreman on the docks of New Haven, Connecticut. And of course, a longshoreman, the job is to unload really heavy materials off of boats onto a dock and then put it on a truck. And my friend said his father would come home. His father was in his 50s by now. He would come home every day, uh, ask everyone to leave him alone and sit in a hot bath for about an hour because his body was killing him. But it was a good union job. He had been doing it for years. He was caught. Benefits. Yeah. And yeah. And where are you going? Right. And like where are you going? Right. You reach a point where like, where are you going? So if this like if you heard this and went, uh oh, oh, no, we'll post this up on our Facebook so you can check it out. I mean, it is possible just like in a relationship to kind of realize you're in that spot and do a hard reset, try to get the joy back. But if you can't, it takes courage, might, might have to move on. All right. It's Bob yeah. and Sherry. This is Vicki in Rome, Georgia. Love your show. Keep it up. You're the only thing that can usually make me laugh. And that's a good thing. Lamar reviewed Ticket to Paradise, starring George Clooney and, of course, Julia Roberts, and sort of liked it. I think, what did he give it? About four out of six buds? Yeah, something like, something that. like that. I finally watched it. Mary and I watched it. We uh, were going to go to a theater, but she said, I think that movie is just so obvious. It should be changed. The title should be changed to Ticket to Obviousville. I have never really? seen a movie before. I've never seen a movie before that was more predictable than Ticket to Paradise. Now, you know some of it's going to be predictable because you've seen the preview and George Clooney and Julia Roberts have known each other for years. So it's like hand in glove. And there are a couple that, you know, have been divorced for years, but they got to get together at their daughter's wedding in Bali. And so it's back and forth. And you know that sooner or later... They're going to rekindle. And I'm I'm not going to tell you one thing or another. I'm just going to say, you will sit there watching and, and say, this is going to happen next. She's going to find a handsome boy that she falls in love with, the daughter. Bingo. They're going to get stuck together in a kooky situation. Bingo. Somebody discovers them in the kooky situation. Bingo. Everything. And then at the end of the movie, and I won't give it away, they're taking off on a boat. The two of them, Julia Roberts and George Clooney, and all of a sudden, they realize something. They stand up, go to the stern of the boat, and I said to Mary, don't you dare freeze frame the end of this. Don't freeze frame it. All of a sudden, they're in the air, and like a 1970s movie, they freeze it. I, I don't know if they did that just to say, hey, let's see if anybody will, will notice this. But I love them both. But, oh, my goodness, that was a paycheck and nothing else. This is Bob and Sherry. 
Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. The stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Cherry app. So I want to I share a story um, that broke over the Christmas holidays and that a lot of y'all probably missed because you have rich, full lives. Apparently in the country of Albania, there is a tradition of having restaurant bears. These are actual bears that are kept in cages inside or just outside restaurants to lure customers in. So are you following me so far? I'm following you. But boy, what a what a miserable path it is. God, it's awful to do to an animal like that. Tell me it's more. Absol- Tell me more. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Well, the very last, more than 30 of these bears have been liberated from their restaurant bear jobs and released Good. to wildlife sanctuaries. And over the Christmas break, the very last restaurant bear in Albania um, was finally rescued and moved to a wildlife sanctuary in Austria. His name is Mark. He's enormously overweight, and he's been living in a tiny cage for 20 years. His diet was so bad and wrong for a bear that his teeth are cracked between the bad food and chomping on the bars of his cage. They yeah. had him on a concrete floor. I, I do not understand this custom. This I don't understand. Horrible. Yeah. I don't understand restaurant bears at all. But anyway, he'd spent all of his life up to this point in this tiny, dismal, crappy cage in the capital of Albania. But over the break, he was released. And first he went to Greece. He went to Bulgaria. He went to Romania. He went to Hungary before they finally got him into his brand new home where he has. He's in Austria. He has a big natural enclosure, and he's got trees. He's got bushes. He can hibernate. He has food, and he has medical care. Here Mm -hmm. is what the owner of the restaurant, who owned Mark, the last restaurant bear in Albania, said. He said, I don't feel good because they're taking the bear away. We're used to living with him. I've been caring for him for the last four years. When he arrived at the restaurant, he was just a cub. We think he was born in 1998. There's no record on how he was originally captured. Um, the restaurant changed hands a year ago, and the new owners said, this, this ends. This bear is not staying in this cage. So thanks to the new owners, <clears throat> he was rescued, and he was the very Good. last bear I'm glad in that's all of it. Albania. Is that my, you what, did you know about that? Had you ever heard about I that? I never heard the of that. The restaurant bears? But, if there were restaurant bears, though, in the United States right now, the owners would go up and say, um, this is wrong. You're in a cage here. But do you know how to wash dishes? Because I, can I can't get anybody table? to work anymore. I need I need some help here. Would you mind? And, and that's, by the way, that's, if, if anybody's complaining that this isn't really Albanian music, Sherry said to me, do you have any Albanian music? And this is the best that I could come up with on short notice. So I'm sorry if I've upset you in any way. Thank you. If there's anybody just, out there that can identify actual Albanian music, I'm going to be a little shocked. 
I can promise I, I y'all one you, thing. Go ahead. This is just the beginning of my odyssey with Albanian restaurant bears. I'm going to end up writing a book. <clears throat> I'm going to do so much research on Albanian restaurant bears. I'm, I'm seeing 2023 taking shape for me. The idea <laughs> that there's a small country in the world on planet Earth where people had bears to lure customers into their restaurants, and we're just finding out about it. I know. There's so much more to know. You could you could see in a sick way how it worked though, right? You've got you got some friends from out of town into your Albanian village. You don't know what to do with them. They want to go out to dinner, and you say, "Hey, Mary, let's take them to uh, Hans's Bear Hut." <laughs> you know, they can they can see the big. It's it is an attractant. I mean, it's like a circus thing. It's making me think of that John Irving book, The Hotel New Hampshire. That mm-hmm. had a bear in it. Oh, oh right. yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. But the but the idea that many restaurants, he's the last. Mark the obese restaurant bear is the yeah. last to be rescued. Yeah. This yeah. has been like a thing for decades. Restaurant you could bears. never you could never do that in the USA. Can you imagine the uproar about a caged bear over at the uh, I don't know mom and pops cafe? People would go crazy. 24 hours a day, there'd be people outside demanding he be set free. Well, I'm happy that they they put Mark into a sanctuary. And it just shows that humanity can level up. You know, when we know better, we do better sometimes. And they're doing better in Albania sometimes. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. The headline on this article that I saw online was... They're just gross little explosions of salt and sadness. Foods and drinks people are only pretending to like. Now, this is according (laughs) to the people. This is according to the people who uh, post this. So either agree or disagree. Here's the first one. Green smoothies, the ones with no fruit or sugar in them. There is no way your carrot, beetroot, kale, and spinach smoothie Tastes like anything other than a donkey's, you know what? Um, you, you know, kind I kind of, of agree. Kind of agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll get yeah. it down. I'll suck it down because I need to. But yeah, I kind that's, of agree. That's what that. That's what those things are all about. You drink them because you know you should, and you don't expect to get any pleasure out of it. Would you agree with that? You, it's good for you. You say it's to yourself, you, right? "This tastes like." This tastes like licking a bucket of garden mulch, but it's good for me. It does. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Next person says oysters. They taste like dirty seawater and have the texture. I don't even want to say what they say the texture is. You can probably guess. You know, I get that. and I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been out with a group of people and somebody's ordered oysters on the half shell that somebody else, someone in the group didn't say, oh, my God, how can you eat that? There's just something about, though, oysters on the half shell and clams, for me especially, on the half shell. Nothing tastes more like the ocean than those two products. Look, I, you know, I love oysters cooked raw, so I, this one I do disagree with. But I get that I other do. people are grossed out. Yeah, yeah. American cheese. This person says, I don't know how anyone likes this plastic fake food. It's the processed cheese product, you know deluxe American slices with the individual plastic. 
I think they're right. I do think they're right. It's not really cheese, is it? Yeah, it's dis- I don't get it. It's Although disgusting. some people will tell you it's the only way to make a grilled cheese, but man, yeah. I don't you know, um, I'm I'm just going to be honest. If you give me that the American cheese slice and it's grilled cheese, at a certain point, I'm going to take it and like it. Especially if I'm eating some Campbell's tomato soup with it. I, it's just it is such a comfort well, food and takes you back I mean, to your childhood. Yeah. You'll eat it. It's kind of like the green smoothie. You'll eat it, and it. Mm-hmm. it but you. Like it, it fills yeah. you up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Escargot. The sheer amount of melted butter and garlic it's served in tells me that no one actually likes the snail part. They are rubbery, and I do agree that the uh, butter-slash-garlic mixture makes them. But um, I like them. I can see how people are disgusted by them because, I mean, they're snails, right? It's the sort of thing where, okay, I, I tried that. Yeah. Okay. I never need to order it again. I mean, I've never. It's, you don't it's not like, like them? You don't like escargot? I'm I'm indifferent. It tastes, mm-hmm. it's, it's so buttery and there's a dirty quality to it too. There's like a, a gr- I don't know. It, it, yeah. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the next one is, and this comes up all the time. I'm kind of surprised. Black licorice. This person says it's the worst flavor and it lingers. I like Bob, it. Bob, I read, and I can't remember where, it was a long time ago, that liking black licorice is the same as liking cilantro. It's genetic. You either oh, have right? a gene. Some people have an actual gene that makes cilantro taste like soap. Uh-huh. And some people have a, a gene that makes black licorice disgusting. How are you with really? cilantro? Like, do you like cilantro? I'm fine. Or is it soapy yeah, to you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not so crazy you, about it. If I don't have it on a taco or something, I, you know, I'm not going to cry about it. But, but it doesn't yeah. It doesn't taste like soap to you. No, no, Isn't no, that no, interesting? That's in that your is. genes. Yeah. The next person says, super hot chili sauces. They burn the inside of your mouth to the point where you cannot tell what the food is that they put it on. I kind of agree. You know, I think there's a certain person who just says, man... You can't make it too hot for me. We had a friend, right, who uh, we were having lunch with them one day, and uh, he said we were talking about hot sauces, and there was a Tabasco bottle right there, a small one, and he downed it, didn't he? He shot the whole Tabasco right down there. I love Tabasco. I can put it on anything, but if it gets much hotter than that, yeah, I kind of yeah, agree. You can't taste it. I agree. It. And finally, well done steak. It destroys the flavor and texture. Uh-huh. You may as well just uh-huh. save yourself some money and buy chicken instead. Uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. I just like eat a well salad. done steak. You don't, Medium yeah. well, anyway. Medium well. So, okay. Yeah, well, you like a, a lot of things, things that are questionable. So, you know, what are we going to do? Live and let live, right? Yeah. I'm not going to fight yeah. you on that one, okay? I do. I like a lot of questionable <laughs> things. And you're allowed to. You know why? Because you're a person. But some of them are, you're a person, just like everybody else. <laughs> some of those questionable things are not a part of my life anymore. And we miss them. Okay, mm-hmm. on that note, it's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Oh, Tammy, 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 Tammy. Why is your husband so lazy? My husband is also known as half-assed Charlie around my house. 
he painted my algorithm and algorithm and algorithm to finally paint the um, framing of our windows. He painted the windows only up to where the valance came down to. Now, we're talking like a 12-inch valance. And he didn't go behind the valance and over the top and down the other side. He, he didn't, just went up to it. He didn't finish the job. He figured if you couldn't see it, it didn't matter. That's exactly correct. Yeah. I. You know what? I have a brother whose name is also half-assed Charlie, so I think I know how the mind works. See, Bob wasn't. Bob thought maybe he just got tired and didn't finish it. But oh, your, my gosh. But your husband figures, if I can't see it, then it doesn't need to be done. Yeah, exactly. but I, in, his, in his defense, if it can't be seen, why bother? Because... Bob, you don't paint half a window. Yeah, what is the point in that? You know what his point is? Is that it buys him a little extra time to do whatever it is that he's going to do for himself. Um, I, he knew that I probably wouldn't notice for a year because I had just got done doing all of our spring cleaning. So it'd be another year before those were down and cleaned. Um, you know, it just, and he knows after 30 years, it drives me insane when he does things half ass. I mean, we bought a house down on the ocean, and he, I found out, we were only there for nine months before I got transferred with my job, and when I went to um, pack, pack up those pictures on the wall, he had duct taped them to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of anybody doing that. duct them, and he wasn't even working at the time. Wow. You he wasn't were... even working. I'm like, what do you do? Like, how do you spend your time that you are so busy? That you can't put a nail on the wall. Hey, Tammy. Um, <laughs> so, how many years have you been married? Uh, well, we've been together for twenty-seven years, wow. twenty-eight years, wow. and been married for I think twenty twenty-two. That's a long years. time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, does it he, is. Does he have? Does he? I hate to get personal here, but does he have trouble finishing the job in other ways? If you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, he has a hard time getting the job started because he does things half ass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story, Bob. I as... used to work for this company, and I, I've always been known for saying whatever it is that I've wanted to say. Yeah. No, no filter. Right. One time, I, one time I told my boss that I got diagnosed with a disease called filter dysplasia, and they totally bought it. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Filter <laughs> dysplasia. Because I just say whatever, whatever comes out. Whatever comes out. Well, you love him, though. You love him, don't you, Tammy? Well, of course I do. He's a pain in my ass, but I love him. I mean, right, right. you know. The thing is, there are two kinds of people in the world. The kind of person that can paint half the window frame and the kind of person who can't sleep at night knowing that only half it's the window frame there. is painted. It's only there. That's right. That's and right. Tammy and yes, Charlie are those two they're people. They're those two people. And they're married to each other. It's yeah. crazy. But together, they come together as one, right? That's right. It balances me out. He keeps me, he keeps me grounded when I need, we need to be grounded. And I yeah. kick and, him and, in the butt when he needs to be kicked in the butt. Yeah. And, you know, oh. I, I bet uh, he's not working and, and he's saving time by using duct tape to put, put up pictures. But he's got a delicious dinner waiting for you when you come home, right? <laughs> right. Well, he works. He works now, Bob. Oh, he is good. All yeah. Right. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. No, no, no. This was, a, this was a long, long time ago, but... He's still very much a half-assed Charlie. Don't get me wrong. I tell you, that gorilla tape, man, it's something.
I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it. He can come up with more more ways to do something yeah. the wrong yeah. way than I've yeah. ever seen anybody in my life. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but like she said, she loves him. Yep. Why do we get married? It's Bob and Shay. True. Weird. Stuff. In each episode of True Weird Stuff, we'll take a look at something that's, you know, well, true and weird. Subscribe now and become part of True Weird Nation. We're all about curiosity here. And that's True Weird Stuff. True Weird Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. You guys, I so feel for this woman because this is something I would do. She was on vacation in Australia and she was staying at Kangaroo Valley, which is like a resort hotel theme park that is featuring kangaroos. And she was walking and there was a group of kangaroos that were kind of lying down in a field. So she approached one to try Mm. to pet it. And the kangaroo Mm. went ballistic. She didn't understand Mm. how dangerous kangaroos can be. Oh, they're strong. The kangaroo got up and attacked her. She Mm. tripped. And because she fell down, she narrowly missed the kangaroo's claws. But what they do is, and what this one did, and you can see it, we'll post this. they, They jump on top of you and they jump up and down on you with their really powerful feet while clawing at you. Wow. And the, the, the Australian um, Environmental Department, their government said, listen, female and male kangaroos are large, powerful, wild animals. They are capable of inflicting injury. They can kill you. You need to have respect and caution because we all grew up with like, you know, poo and tigger and rabbit yeah. and roo. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and Dr. And Doolittle and cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like we don't understand how dangerous they can be. Like they say, you should not walk directly toward a kangaroo. Don't mm-hmm. stand up tall. Don't make mm-hmm. eye contact with a kangaroo. Oh my God, a kangaroo and Shania Twain have so much in common. <laughs> don't hold your arms out toward a kangaroo. <laughs> Never get you between know, just, a female and her one- baby. I'm wondering and about you know who's kang- running the Kangaroo Valley uh, Resort, right. you know, <laughs> because uh, did, did they give a heads up that don't Apparently go out not. there near them? They can kill you. You know, tourists don't listen. Also, kangaroos do not like dogs. If you're ca- if a kangaroo sees your dog, that kangaroo will mm-hmm. come for your dog. The more mm-hmm. you know. So she's OK. She wasn't seriously injured. Can't pet the kangaroos. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10.